0: Welcome to the Small Business Whole Health Podcast. We help you stay happy, healthy and whole so your small business can thrive and stay vital in this ever-changing world with holistic coaches and small business owners, Jill and Dan. Hello and welcome to the Small Business Whole Health Podcast. I'm Jill and I'm here with my podcasting partner, Daniel. Hello. And today we are talking, it's kind of a bit of a follow on from our book discussion that we had in the early days of our podcast. And now we're talking about TV shows that we watch, documentaries, kind of related to business, kind of related to health, but also not (laughs) as well. And I think Dan wins at this with me because I've decided I don't actually watch that much telly anymore.
1: I think when... I was trying to think it was my idea for this episode then when I started making notes and things I thought I actually don't watch that much on telly <laughs> but I, I do I do listen to a lot but I, I do watch a lot of short episodes of things on YouTube it's a form of like entertainment
0: yeah but in, yeah. The, in
1: the traditional sense of watching television you, you imagine sitting down and watching TV for like an hour or two mm. I kind of don't really do that as much but things, yeah, j- so- things have changed in the last few years as well with like Netflix and Amazon Prime like some people don't watch telly at all, and they listen to podcasts instead. But then some people binge watch for like hours. So the culture's changed a little bit from the sitting down as a family and watching television.
0: Not like in the old days where they had you captive and could play loads of adverts in the middle and stuff. Now, is it? It's just yeah, yeah. It's all um, all different now. So I was just explaining to Dan that because the reason I think I'm crap at this this episode is because I have a theory about. I'm going to call it the Jill Portal Theory. Trademark. I, <laughs> trademark, copyright. So, Jill's portal theory is that when you reach the age of 30, so you have this portal that's wide open and it's anything can go in your portal. New music, new TV shows, new anything can go in into the portal, and like, you're happy with that. <laughs> then, as you hit 30, your portal starts to close down, and then by the time you're 35 to 40, the portal's shut, so you can't take on any new things. So you stick with the new with the TV shows you've always kind of watched, then you stick with the music that you've always kind of listened to, and there's nothing can get in through that portal. So you're not quite there yet, but I reckon your portal's closing. <laughs>
1: yeah. Is does this theory, is it just for media, or is it with like friends as well? Once, uh, Yeah. Past could,
0: yeah. Well, yeah. It's just,
1: people say you, it's when people make new friends, when they're getting later on, like past 30, 40, it's really refreshing because pretty much your circle's closed by the time you're 40 <laughs>
0: yeah this is true i think it's it's everything food you don't try anything you just you just know <laughs> yeah. what you like when i go for curry i always order the same curry like because i like it and then i know that it's it's a good curry <laughs>
1: you just tell yourself it's took me like 30 40 years to figure this out like I yeah. trust myself now
0: yeah exactly i trust my judgment from when i was young so yeah, I would like our listeners to understand. I'm sure loads of them are nodding away here, going, Jill's portal theory is absolutely right.
1: Yeah, but as, as like a caveat to that, <laughs> if we mention some good television shows to watch here. Like, yeah, this is yeah, Be a little bit more open-minded, don't uh, <laughs> oh well, Jill said the portal's closed, so I'm not gonna listen to anything.
0: <laughs> so you can open the portal every now and then, but just once, once every six months, I reckon the portal should open. <laughs> <laughs> and only for a short period of time. Yeah, only if it's wanna... recommended
1: by someone who you trust. That
0: you trust, yes, exactly. So come on then, Dan, let's dig in. What's your first recommendation?
1: Right, so just before I give you my first recommendation, I'm going to impress you as a former statistician okay. and actually give some facts and figures about television, okay? Okay. So have a guess, in the UK, the average person, how much time do they spend watching T V per day. Per day? Yep.
0: Um is this including phones like Facebook and stuff? Uh, like that? no,
1: just television.
0: Just television. Mm, three hours?
1: Perfect. So it's between three to four hours. Okay. Is it? Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. I Which I thought was quite I thought, was, good quite statistician. <laughs> I thought was quite high. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that equates to that's twenty one hours per week.
0: Yeah, that's a lot,
1: isn't it? Yeah, which is a thousand hour, or roughly 1,000 hours per year. And then if you lived to 75, for instance, that works out eight to nine years of your life watching television.
0: Wowza.
1: People talk about when you watch telly, you're getting brainwashed. So choose what to wash your brain with.
0: Exactly. Uh,
1: watch, try, that's what we're going to talk about. Try and watch things like documentaries and inspiring things. And don't just, just watch mind-numbing crap basically yeah well the news yeah exactly (laughs) mind-numbing crap yeah the news bullshit
0: (laughs) (laughs) we're not going down with dan's Uh... Dan's conspiracy (laughs) (laughs)
1: is is the
0: news on your hit list there dan oh i
1: wouldn't i wouldn't waste my time i'd rather just sit and watch the wall watch (laughs) i'd rather paint the wall and watch it dry
0: Watch, watch wood warp as my dad would say <laughs>
1: <laughs> um but yeah because you are what you watch you know we all talk about you are what you eat you are what you watch as well
0: absolutely there's all these influences that feed in that affect your lifestyle and your mindset and yeah everything you know yeah. what what you watch what you eat what you do who you who you mix with
1: yeah so you you mentioned the news and obviously the news is particularly now but let's face it pretty much in general Anywhere, it's inherently stressful. A lot of ninety percent bad news, isn't it? So don't watch the news if you're eating. So if you if you're having your evening meal, don't sit and watch the news because it's bad for your digestion. Watch something a bit more lighthearted. And if you do want Mm. the news, watch it. Just try and get little brief snippets. Don't sit and stress yourself out about how many people are dying of coronavirus when you're trying to relax after a hard day at work. (laughs) Exactly. More stress, isn't it?
0: And you know that cortisol has a direct influence on your digestive system because we all know that whole fight or flight response where you think ah
1: <laughs> yeah exactly and- so if you're sat there trying to have your curry on a night and you're worried that the, your county's going to go into lockdown and you're going to lose your job how well do you think you're going to digest your food and sleep that night
0: your body's going to eject it quite rapidly
1: Yeah. <laughs> so what else was i going to say oh yeah so and in terms of speaking of like on an evening if you're watching telly and I've mentioned before, try and get oh, some blue blockers on.
0: I need to take a photo. Can I take a photo? Dan has actually currently got the blue blockers on.
1: i just put them on. You might be a bit cock eyed because I've got my headphones on as well.
0: <laughs> you look like Bono. <laughs>
1: yeah, they do. They need, <laughs> the only trouble is, if you're trying to watch something which is like vibrant colours, it just makes everything yellow. So <laughs> just be <pay laughs> whatever. If you're watching a football match, both teams will be in yellow and the, oh. the yellow as well. <laughs> but they do work.
0: Yeah, so that what just remind our listeners, Dan, what those glasses do.
1: So the, they're called blue light blocking glasses and they filter out the blue light, which you get from a television or a laptop or a phone. And that blue light is very similar to the ultraviolet light, which you get from the sun. So mm. when the sun goes down on an evening, uh, you should start to release sleep hormones and start to relax and unwind and chill out. But if you've got all this blue light coming from your screen, then your body still thinks it's midday and it keeps you awake so then you're not gonna get as much of a restful sleep. So stick these glasses on. Although it makes everything yellow, it'll allow the sleep hormones to be released. So you can still watch your telly and you can have a better night's sleep.
0: And you can look like Bono in the- and You
1: can look like Bono, end. yeah. <laughs> I might leave in them the on process. for the. I'm gonna put them back on actually. Uh, it looks quite yeah. cool,
0: that you? do suit them in a strange kind of way.
1: Hey, there we go, trendsetter.
0: Especially with the headphones. You didn't look like <laughs> them when Bono did the fly video. <laughs>
1: Right, so I'm going to... i haven't even talk about
0: a TV program the, yeah,
1: well, Plus the viewers, <laughs> the listeners can't even see because this is an audio podcast. So I'm going to dive into my first on, then. television viewing recommendation. So most of them are going to be about health and fitness, really. Although we do talk about business. There's not that many good ones, I find, really. Mm. Well, probably, I think we just mentioned the first the few business ones that there are. So my favorite one is Shark Tank, which is the American version of Dragon's Den. It is very American, but they give some genuine sound, like solid advice. Even if the all four of the people on the panel often they turn the they don't they turn the person down, they don't give them any money. But they always give them advice on how they would approach making that business better. Mm. Um, it's really good and they get celebrity guests on who you think. The other day I was watching when Ashton Kutcher was on, the actor, and he's apparently he's a massive investor in businesses. And they get sports stars who've like diversified from making money in sports. And they invest in businesses and the really intelligent and the really good. And that's on Netflix and I've have it's only twenty minutes. Sometimes I binge watch them, which is a new thing. Binge watching, that's yeah.
0: it's
1: a recent um like advent,
0: isn't it? It seems to be like the word binge is like a twenty first century thing, isn't it? Binge eating.
1: Binge yeah. watching.
0: Binge doing everything because mm. we seem to do it in bulk,
1: don't
0: we? Yeah, so yeah, um, that's a good one. I've not actually watched Shark Tank, but I will do on your recommendation because I do like Dragon's Den. Yeah, it's one of the few things I do watch.
1: Yeah, Dragon's Den's good. I think Shark Tank's a bit better, but I, don't, I normally do like American stuff, but I think Dragon's Den they're just all a little bit too mean. Is that yeah. Deborah? Meaning? Like, I love <laughs> <all of> Deborah. <laughs> ah, she's evil. <laughs> she's I'll not I'm ter- terrified. <laughs> <talk> <laughs>
0: I like Debra, I mean, she's straight talking, that's for sure. You don't want to go in there and not know oh, your yeah. figures. She's no, like no. all over you if yeah. you haven't got any. Um, and Peter Jones as well, he's quite tough on them if they, haven't, if they don't know. Well, you're not going to go into Dragon's Den and not know your figures, though, is it? Peace of me don't. off all the time, I shout at the telly, go, well, how can you not know what your bottom and your top line are? Yeah. Like, it's just, no.
1: Some of them have a, a, a great idea, but they don't. Yeah, they, they, they don't know the numbers, do they? and that's where like it's glaringly obvious that they might have like an inventive creative mind but they don't have they need to hire someone who can do the other side yeah sometimes like people can do everything but other times you need to you need to look at your weakness and hire someone to fill that gap then you get other people who are good at numbers but they're not creative so you need you need the complementary opposite and that idea would probably take off wouldn't it
0: yeah it's very glaringly obvious when you watch any of these things who the business people are isn't it you know Mm. and some people just have a really good idea and think yeah i'll run a business and do this but actually it's not a business and that's what they say a lot of the time isn't it that's just a good idea it's not a business that you can actually make any money out of you know
1: yeah i was watching a, a comedian the other day and he was i think he was from like eastern europe and he moved to america like in the 70s or 80s and he's like when we when our family moved there we were told the streets were going to be paved with gold. He says, then I learned three things when I got there. The streets weren't paved with gold. The streets weren't even paved. <laughs> and I was going to be the one that was paving them. <laughs> <And> that's, like, <laughs> that's kind of like when you say if you're going to be an entrepreneur, like you think oh, I've got this great idea. I'm going to be a millionaire. Yeah. And then comes the hard work. And that can just sap the life out of <laughs> out of a kind of.
0: Yeah, it, t- it takes like twenty five years to be an overnight success, isn't it? It's people only see the successful part of it as well. They don't see the graft that you have to do every day to keep going and stuff. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. The blood, sweat, and tears that go into it, any business. So, yeah.
1: Do you know? Find it's more. There's a, a few people I watch. So I've mentioned Gary Vaynerchuk before on the mm. on the podcast, and he's a big success now, but he's been documenting his journey to success for years so he's got footage of when he wasn't this multi-millionaire and he says if you want to like in this digital era of people watching things on the phones a lot live streaming and snapchat and facebook live he says document your journey you might be a nobody now with two viewers but if you do make it big in 10 years that footage of you with a couple of viewers is priceless to people who are in that position because they yeah. can then they can then join the dots and say look everyone was once struggling at the start so he says document the journey that's actually more interesting than seeing the success at the end
0: that's like us without a podcast
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and we were talking about joe rogan before we before we came on air he's just as of the first of september he's now on spotify as well as youtube and i watched a documentary about him the other day and he um he was in his first. He was already quite famous when he started his podcast. He was being on Fear Factor in America for like five years, and he was only getting like 200 viewers. I mean, that was 10 years ago when podcasting was nothing like it is today. But to him, 200 for an episode. Now we get to 200 million a month.
0: Like, I know that's amazing. So again, that's it? for
1: him. He just had to start somewhere, but he believed in it.
0: Everybody has to start somewhere. That's the thing, and yeah. I don't think there are any shortcuts. It's like anything in life. You've got to. You've got to learn. And you've got you have to there's no there is no shortcuts really <laughs> yeah i don't
1: think you'll make a lot of mistakes but that's that's where the the gems lie you have to make the mistake to learn the lesson sometimes
0: you don't make a mistake you learn on the way on the way
1: or you can hire a mentor and pay them and they'll tell you all they'll the mistakes tell you they you learned what to do
0: yeah. well it's a thomas edison i was reading like he tried a thousand ways to make a light bulb and somebody said look why are you doing this why are you carrying on and he's and you've done you've not succeeded a thousand times he says no i found a thousand ways not to make a light bulb
1: <laughs> yeah that's, that's absolutely true isn't it
0: yeah so you got to keep keep going
1: yeah cool so what's your
0: oh gosh Wait, right so, so we'll
1: go, go for a health one
0: a health I mean, I know, one i know
1: most of them are like health ones but what's what's your favorite
0: right so i like anything by dr michael morsley and he's got a really good one on i've met him you know oh, oh really a, yeah
1: he's i familiar. think we've talked about that before, but. Because I didn't know who he was, it didn't really sink in. But now I I watched yours recently, and now
0: I didn't think you were that impressed when I tried to. That seems more like a
1: big deal. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know who he was.
0: I remember telling you at the time when you were just like, oh, (laughs) right. I expected more, um, you know, more excitement. Yeah, but yeah. So Dr. Michael Mosley, he um is a doctor, obviously, and he does lots of TV shows. He's been doing them for years actually, um, and he's still going. One of his first T V shows is where he ate a tapeworm. Have you watched that one?
1: Oh, you told me about it. No, no, I've not seen it. Yeah,
0: so they were doing some research on tapeworms. So he decided to find out how easy or hard it was would be to get a tapeworm to grow in them. So he ate some raw meat when he was in Africa with the tapeworm eggs in it and swallowed it and then then you don't know if it works or not because there's a lot of things that can go on but he said then he swallowed a camera like a couple of months later to and he said that he had this camera down him and it was like attached to he had like the screen on his wrist and he was out for a curry one night and he happened to just glance at the thing and he saw the tapeworm's head go past and it was massive her and his friend did it as well and apparently tapeworms <laughs> come out on a night like come... oh, i don't know why we're terrible. talking about this on on this podcast but <laughs> i'm gonna tell you all now i've gone i've started going down the road so i'm gonna to... <laughs> so apparently tapeworms if you've got a tapeworm they come out on a night and they lay their eggs like round like your skin like down in your bum and and um, so if you well, on, sharing...
1: on the outside of your body
0: yes yeah, so right. well they're like kind of push the eggs out of you oh,
1: right, and so.
0: I don't need to like out right and run around your bed and then That's run back. That's
1: what I thought, yeah, like you don't lay the eggs on the landing and then creep back
0: in. <laughs> then run around your house and then come back up. <laughs> so, they, so they're still internal, but they push the eggs out. So anyone who's sharing the bed with you can also pick up these uh, eggs. Yeah. So it's quite minging really. So it, Michael Mosley didn't tell his wife that he had the tapeworm, but a doctor friend of his who did it as well. Did tell his wife and she went mad. And apparently, to take the tape, to get rid of the tapeworm, you have to take a pill, a drug. So he took the drug, and the tapeworm has to actually pass out of you. And, God. Like, ugh, and you have to get the whole thing out of you. Anyway, that was one of his famous TV shows. <laughs> so he's got oh. one on at the moment. Do you want to comment was, on the tapeworm? I was going to
1: say, I hope our listeners aren't like having the tea or anything while they listen to this. because <laughs> <laughs> <I> hope we have any raw meat.
0: Talking about this, <laughs> so anyway, it's got a really good program on at the moment called Diagnosis Detectives, and uh, where they've got like a panel of experts, like proper professors and surgeons and consultant doctors, and they've got these people who can't get any joy and nobody knows what's wrong with them, and it's really good actually. I have. It was on BBC Two at nine o'clock on a Monday night, so have a watch.
1: I did see the advert for that, and it did look interesting because I've seen some of Michael Mosley's stuff. I think the one he did before the current one you're talking about, it was pretty generic, just like how to lose weight, and it was.
0: Yeah, he does a lot. I don't quite like his weight loss ones because, like, he does a lot of fasting, but I think he thinks fasting's great for everyone, which it it isn't great for everyone. And he does a lot of like really crash,
1: like yeah, it's... those
0: kind of 800 calorie kind of things.
1: And there's just there's so many of those shows out there that he's doing yeah. something injustice really if he's like an I investigative journalist type of thing by doing. Like the tapeworm, that's actually interesting, and it's like, yeah, it's pretty hardcore. It's probably better viewing as well. So, yeah. but the the diagnosis one looked really interesting, so I might actually cut like catch up on that.
0: Yeah, he does a lot of those ones. Those trust me, I'm a doctor as well, where they do like tests on things. So they were testing one day, like, do you get more vitamins from a smoothie or eating the actual fruit? You know, like, and uh, yeah, and they do all that kind of stuff. So it's quite interesting. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I'm not keen on his diet stuff to be honest.
1: Mm. You were saying there about eating whole food as opposed to a smoothie. That'll leads nicely onto my second one on my list, which is the most recent thing I watched actually, which is a documentary called That Sugar Film. Have you seen that before?
0: Um, I don't think I've seen
1: that one. Or maybe so I have. Is that an Australian? Yeah, one it's, or it's, it's or Australian. Yeah. yeah, and he he takes the average amount of processed sugar that uh, an Australian adult eats. And I think it was in a day and he has that every day for a month because he, yes, he was, yeah. was sugar free. He, he lived a very healthy lifestyle and he documented the results, but it was amazing how easy it could get the sugar into his body. And it was a lot of sugar. And this is considering he, he wasn't just going out and like eating chocolate and drinking Coca-Cola and he was just having a s- supposedly healthy, natural smoothie. But if you look mm. at the ingredients, look at the sugars, even on a, a morning he had some cereal and a glass of orange juice, and that was half of your sugars for the day, and that, and that was it. And, but people don't realize that if you're having like granola and, or Frosties or Cocoa Pops with, with, with orange juice, and obviously you then skimmed milk, which you put sugar into, it's all the sugar, refined carbohydrates, and his, his health just went downhill rapidly.
0: Yeah, didn't he start getting like real aches and pains and
1: his liver function and his blood work was all over the place, even after like two weeks.
0: It's amazing, isn't it? How
1: mm-hmm.
0: like and there's another one that I think you were going to mention at super Size me, you know, how quickly you can change your whole physiology just through having a bad diet for a couple of weeks, even it's just weeks, isn't it? That you can just yeah. change, change everything.
1: Then if you think if you're doing that over years, 20, 30, 40 years. I know. I, I often wonder, because Supersize Me was the original one. He did it in a very similar style. It was almost yeah. identical, really. But Supersize Me, he eats McDonald's for every meal for a month, doesn't he? Yeah. So three meals a day for a month. And the deal was, if, when he went to the counter in McDonald's, if they said, oh, do you want to supersize that? He had to say yes, didn't
0: he? Yeah, that was it, yeah.
1: Morgan Spurlock. And on, as a result of that, didn't McDonald's in America take out the supersize option? Yeah. So that's a that's really interesting. Like investigative health journalism isn't it yeah as opposed to some of the like the mainstream stuff you see on bbc or itv like he went out there and did it himself and funded himself yeah but, so morgan spurlock on the supersize me he actually he was showing the withdrawal symptoms between meals he was getting depressed between meals and then with like an hour before lunch he'd start getting excited about getting these big mac wasn't he he, he might have like, a tapeworm <laughs> oh you might have yeah
0: <laughs> yeah
1: but it's it's really interesting when you see people like like you spot what Michael Mosley actually doing the research and it's not good for them to do these things. But they they try to show people a bit of truth, really, aren't they as well?
0: Yeah, and like you say, if you if you actually do live quite a healthy lifestyle, changing that dramatically can make a massive difference to your body. It's just not used to it.
1: Oh yeah, but uh, yeah. So that sugar film and Super Size Me. If people haven't seen them, they're quite easy to find online and things like that. Really interesting. They both, yeah. They're almost identical the way they filmed. One's about sugar and one's about fast food. Really good.
0: Excellent. Right, my next one is called... It's another Netflix documentary series. It's called Unwell. And it's looking at the wellness industry. And it's really good. You, you recommended it, actually. And I've just been watching the one about bee stings. And uh, they're looking at all the different types. So the first one was about essential oils. And it was kind of like looking at how... Practitioners are using the stuff and well, but then also looking at how companies exploit that and how people can overindulge in stuff. Like, um, there's a certain company that sells essential oils and recommends that you ingest them. Like, that's not really recommended. Mm -hmm. And they sell them for like 10 times the price than what you could. Buy them for because they say they're specially processed. You see this a lot, don't you? Like we've got this special cut, and it's our patented method. Therefore, we'll charge you about fifty quid more than what a normal one would be.
1: It's just marketing.
0: Tis total marketing. total marketing.
1: It's like so, it's like it's like how chefs name food. It's not just it's not just pork. It's pulled pork. Yeah, it's, from the
0: finest pig in hand, the land,
1: hand reared. Like it's just marketing. It's just it's just telling the truth attractively
0: yeah so there's like hand pressed petals from the finest vineyard (laughs) (laughs) wherever
1: (laughs) yeah from a greenhouse in like down the road
0: (laughs) exactly remember those aloe vera things that were going around a while ago and it was like you know you cannot you cannot argue with me and say that you can get better aloe vera than if i had a plant an aloe vera plant and took the stuff out of the plant and put it on my face there is no way that that Having the plant is any better than the shitty process thing that you've got in a bottle, a plastic bottle.
1: Oh, God, yeah, exactly. It's like having a, a smoothie on the shelf in a supermarket wrapped in plastic apple juice or eating an actual apple, which has everything the skin and all the enzymes, not just the juice. Mm. Like it's got, it's probably got 10 apples worth in, in the bottle. But if you were to eat 10 apples, you'd be full after like two or three. But then you're getting all the sugar from 10 apples. So it's not actually better for you.
0: Absolutely. you
1: just convinced. They just convince you. Yeah.
0: yeah. So I think a lot of people get kind of brainwashed. We're using a lot of brainwashing terms today yeah. with that whole concept of it has to be this one and this
1: mm-hmm.
0: one. But
1: Like fancy to- names and ingredients as well. I used fancy. to always laugh at the, the shampoo advert where it's like now formulated with ylang ylang and... <laughs> Oh, yeah, because I've I'm, I'm just been waiting for a shampoo with some ylang-ylang, that's what's going to change my life. Like, you didn't even know it existed until you watched the advert. And <laughs> t- it might just be a totally made And they've thing.
0: all got fancy names. In fact, what have I got? I've got something in my office at the moment that I just ordered the other day. Here it is behind here, and I'm going to show you right now, but listeners can't. And this is hydrolonic acid. Can you see it? So you can just buy hydrolonic acid, organic hydrolonic acid, which I've just got here in in a box that I got off Amazon. But if you buy any skincare products with hydrolonic acid in them, they will cost you an absolute bomb. Yeah, I bought that off Amazon for a fiver, which is actually, and it's safe to put on your face. It's actually from a plant. And it's safe to just, you know, put it on your face.
1: But if it comes in another product,
0: comes with put a massive markup on it. And, yeah. yeah. Right. Dan, we know their secrets. Can't well, get past us.
1: Yeah, it's like um, hair fever, tablets if you go for the the named brands i can't remember is it like Pir- say pyritees They they might be five pound oh, or whatever 10, isn't it? 10 yeah. tablets but i can't remember what the active ingredient is but then you can just go and buy tesco's on for like 50 pence and they do the same thing yeah
0: same with anything paracetamols mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah, ibuprofens exactly. aspirins okay what's your next one then dan before going to rant about that? yeah exactly
1: <laughs> so the next one I'm going to mention is anything by Graham Hancock. I know you like Graham Hancock. Oh, as well.
0: I'm a big fan of Graham Hancock.
1: Yeah. So the one in particular, this is if you go to YouTube, there's a, an organization called TED. So T-E-D. It stands for Technology Entertainment Design. That's not what famous, it stands for. Yeah. That's what it stands for. And they're obviously famous for the TED Talks. I think people get, is it 18 or 20 minutes? And they talk about a certain subject.
0: Yeah.
1: Could be anything and there's thousands of them, but they're really people on the cutting edge of like technology, entertainment, design. And they're normally quite interesting, aren't they? There's some really good things. They've got millions of views on YouTube. And Graham Hancock went and did one, and his uh, topic was called, well, the, the talk was called The War on Consciousness. And it was based on how the the governments pretty much around the world have banned psychedelic drugs, even though they naturally occur in substances because they don't want people to become conscious and you kind of want people to just follow be a taxpayer do what you're told give us all your money type of thing but psychedelic drugs can wake people up and especially this day and age is the whole walk generation so his this talk was from like 10 years ago and it was one of only two ted talks to ever get banned which says a lot if it gets banned then why don't they want you to hear these things
0: Mm, he's That's a very really clever man, isn't he, Graham Hancock? Oh, I mean, I've read yeah. his books for years. And he's been banging on about, you know, the world's civilization is a lot older than what his historians, archaeologists would say it is. And, and you know, that some of the stuff that is now getting, I don't know, dug out, I'm not an archaeologist, but it seems to be corroborating some of his stuff nowadays, isn't it?
1: He openly says that most of the time, a lot of the research, what scientists and historians do, they'll spend 10, 20 years writing a book in a in a theory on, I don't know, say, Egyptology, how the pyramids were built. They'll produce this book, and then that's their life's work. Mm. But Then a year later, there might be some new, new evidence that disproves their whole life's work. But then their whole ego and pride and career is built on their previous findings, and they literally just won't accept the new knowledge
0: mm. because it's
1: going to bring down their whole research, but that's not how science should work no graham hancock Uh, called like calls them out he like he finds these new things and he and people just dismiss his evidence because it goes against their whole work but people should work as a a collective to to bring the truth but most mm -hmm. of them don't do they
0: well that's what science is all meant to be isn't it you know like like peer reviewed and and whatnot but they're saying like nowadays that sometimes that's not always the case because money gets involved and pharmaceutical companies and whatnot so you know, you've got to be careful.
1: Follow the money, but yeah, anything by Graham Hancock's really good.
0: Yeah, well, that brings me on to my next one. You're going to laugh at this one. So, in co- talking about Graham Hancock, because he sometimes appears on on this this program, <laughs> it's called Ancient Aliens, right? So it's on Netflix, and I love watching it because I like I like history. You do learn a bit of history about it, but they go to like these ancient places you know like in inca lands and things like that and then anything that they can't explain so like this big pyramid thing got built and then the joints were so so tight that you couldn't fit a rate like modern technology could not do this so clearly it's an alien that's come along
1: no other explanation (laughs)
0: there's no other explanation other than somebody from like another race, another species of civilized people who are very, very, very clever have come from billions of light years away to put a rock on top of another rock. It just blows my mind. I think <laughs> <Yeah. that is. laughs>
1: but they're absolutely con- the people who post the show are absolutely convinced.
0: Oh, yeah. they're, they're sure that this is what's happening. They've got all the proof in the world.
1: Yeah. But like it's like that
0: heretic book, isn't it? What we see, what we want to see because you start believing all the evidence
1: yeah that's true It that
0: corroborates your theories yeah
1: it's a pretty successful show though because i think some some people watch it just to take the mick out of <laughs> the like the there the, are the, some of them are a little bit what you would call strange which is a bit harsh to say but <laughs> they, they are a little bit out there some of them aren't they yeah but, yeah like interspersed with some of a bit more of the crazier theories there's some actually like genuine good science-based evidence to suggest that there might have been Extraterrestrials here, or, or, or at least things that we can't explain yet. But it's sometimes hard to see that through the, the craziness. <laughs> <laughs> They're
0: all a bit. Cra- they are a bit crazy. um What's that guy called, Eric von Danekin or something? He's he's the head of the the alien people,
1: right? But then you get someone like Graham Hancock on there. Yes, very, of course. Very well educated. He's uh, he speaks eloquently. He he directs. He, he puts his message out there. Very good. So.
0: I don't think Graham Hancock actually believes the aliens. I think he does think that there was a, a civil a pre highly civilised um society that got wiped out. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's one of his so, big theories, isn't it?
0: Uh-huh, so that then not necessarily that they came from out of space, but you know, like how every so often this the whole like the a mass extinction, like the dinosaurs. I think he corrupt, like says that there was a civilization that were were more advanced than the Egyptians and the Greeks, What they lived 25,000 years before, yeah. before them or something like that.
1: And all the history books have just written past that. They've like pretty much wrote off a couple of thousand years, haven't they? I think he yeah. says.
0: So yeah. So I just like watching it because they go to some good places as well. I always sit, sit there looking at it going, Oh, I'd like to go diving off the coast of the Gulf of Mexico see <laughs> <Yeah>. those ruins. <laughs> yeah. So
1: I recently watched the one where the, the underwater civilization the
0: atlantis atlantis
1: yeah The i watched that one recently but then when they show the footage of the the lost city of atlantis or do they have do they actually have footage of it or do they have there's like similar places around the world where there is underwater well,
0: they, they haven't decided but, where it is yet but uh, right. there are like places there are, simil- are similar ones yeah. yeah
1: it is pretty fascinating like i'm not necessarily saying it's it's aliens but they're obviously trying to convince you that it is but yeah some of the places like I didn't even know these places existed. Well, I that's why I like watching absolutely it. It's really yeah. incredible, yeah.
0: So that's mainly why I like watching it. But I do have a little chuckle about, like, there's no other explanation. Dan, an alien, came yes. down to, to <laughs> Earth to show these people how to put a rock on top of another rock. Yeah. And for no other purpose, to fool the future people.
1: It's <laughs> like a little cosmic joke.
0: <laughs> yeah, so those, those, that's one of the ones I like to watch. What about you, Dan? Have we got any more?
1: So while we're, I know this has nothing to do with business or health, but it seems though you mentioned aliens, one of my favorite documentaries I've ever watched is called Unacknowledged and that's on Netflix. And that's all about aliens and conspiracy theories about how the government has alien craft and need to reverse engineer them for like military purposes. And the guy who hosts the the documentary is a, he's a former surgeon for the U S army super super intelligent again he's like graham hancock you can just tell he's intelligent you know you, you can tell when people are putting it on like this guy knows his stuff it's called unacknowledged and it's absolutely fascinating i've watched it about five times and some of the the research comes out with and some of the stories he tells it's just yeah if you're into extraterrestrial and ufo stuff i know some people aren't and it's a bit of a <laughs> can be a bit of a joke thing but it's absolutely fascinating and it's just yeah instead of watching just mind-numbing crap at least, like try and expand your horizons a little bit and even if you don't believe in it you might pick up one or two things where you think oh that might be plausible might be a little bit more open-minded and what he says in this documentary which i took away was out of all these thousands maybe millions of bits of information that prove that there might be life out there and they might have visited earth it literally only takes one bit of information to be true to prove the theory that they're, they're out there because at the moment, it's still up for debate. Everyone has a theory on it, don't they? Mm-hmm. It literally takes one to be proven true. And that blows the doors off everything we've ever known. Mm. And I found uh, that was a, a good twist on it, I thought. Yeah, it's
0: true. I so, watched, yeah. We watched Interstellar the other night. That was a good film. Yeah, That's quite
1: good. It's quite complex, isn't it?
0: Yeah. yeah the end, go go it's a good to, film, yeah. They go down a portal into another world. it's quite good apparently it's the most accurate depiction of a black hole and what would happen if humans got near a black hole that's uh, that's ever been filmed
1: oh cool I like Interstellar but it's not one you can sit and you have to concentrate
0: yeah you've got it's 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 one of those films that when you get to the end you want to watch it all over again
1: because you then you understand it better
0: then you understand what was going on at the beginning if you know what I mean So yeah
1: like Inceptions like that I need to watch that again have you seen that with Leonardo DiCaprio where oh, it's like a dream, a dream within a dream within oh, a dream oh i have yes uh-huh. pretty uh-huh. complex
0: right okay whose time is it
1: so i'll just mention one quickly so same as though we haven't mentioned paul check yet
0: oh yeah
1: i mean we've gone like 30 minutes without mentioning <laughs> but he has a really good short video on youtube he's got like 500 free videos on youtube like very educational he was a guest on a radio show back in the 90s or something and someone phoned didn't ask him a question about health this guest asked it all paul like how do i love myself and he responded i think it was like a five to seven minute response he gave and someone's took the clip and they've they've put some like footage over the top like real like scenic mountains and and wildlife and they've put it on youtube and it's got lots of views but the advice he gives in that five minutes is probably some of the best advice i think he's ever given and it's just if you google uh, youtube paul check how to love yourself. It's absolutely mind blown. Very it's simple, amazing, but it's, yeah. It's, yeah. Have, you, have you heard it?
0: I've watched it, yeah. yeah we have really... had to watch it as part of it, one of our courses. Oh, yeah, we might have, yeah. Yeah. yeah, oh, it's, it's, it's amazing, isn't it? And it's like, this guy's really depressed, isn't he? And he's just he's like, really
1: struggling, yeah.
0: oh, I'm really struggling. I don't know how, how do you love yourself? And then Paul gives him this, you are you, and you're the only, the only one who can be you. And yeah, it's, like, totally yes. the,
1: it's totally off the cuff. Uh But every word is like it's just so true and like hard hitting, but you can tell it's coming from like a genuine place, and he really wants to help this guy. And honestly, it's it's quite emo. It is quite emotional because like it's live, and this guy's hearing this thing for the first time. He's obviously struggling. He doesn't love himself. It's it's really good. So honestly, if you're having a hard time, put that on. It will make you feel better.
0: Yeah, good call, Dan. That's a good one.
1: Go on, then your turn.
0: My turn is and i 've mentioned it quite a few times on this podcast it is the behavior panel, which i 'm still obsessed with, so four behavior experts from the army military court rooms all over like four, four guys who this is their job, and they analyze famous interviews from of people, so the last one was um, that i haven 't watched yet was that Amanda Knox, you know who was all, in australia there? it was Italy. Where, was it Meredith Kutcher? The, her her roommate he like, was found dead.
1: Were they like Backpackers? Type of...
0: No, that's a different one. That That's Joanne Lees, whose boyfriend she... was found dead in the outback.
1: Did they do an episode about her? That yeah, they well. done one oh, about right, okay, her, like, but the
0: like, latest yeah. one is about Amanda Knox. And honestly, the one to watch, though, is uh, Prince Andrews. Mm. And they absolutely hammer Prince Andrew. It's just You can just see that. And it's just... So good. And they're just oh, looking yeah. at all the different twitches and body language and ways breathing oh. and everything. It's just yeah. amazing.
1: I think the Prince Andrew one, though. I think in general, most people like the alarm bells were ringing. Yeah. And just by his general.
0: Intuitively, demeanor, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, his was pretty obvious. I remember watching it. Because Wasn't it on like ITV? Didn't they do a special on it or something?
0: It was on Baby Say Two. They filmed the whole thing. that what it was? Yeah. yeah.
1: But then I watched Gogglebox. And it showed you the, oh, you yeah. see the the people of the nation watching this, and everyone was just like, "This, what's is he is doing? Like, why the hell has he doing this? He's just dropped himself in it."
0: Yeah, even at times when the when the um the behaviour panel are watching it, they were saying like, "Right, he's been advised to say that he's got an advice," and then they were like, "He's never he not been advised to say that."
1: <laughs> he's winging it.
0: <laughs> His advisers I'm not here now. <laughs> It's just amazing. So any of the behavior panel, I'm a big fan of. So they do one on the guy in uh, unsolved mysteries in Netflix who says he got abducted by if we come back to spaceships So they um, analyze him. They analyze that guy who you think is telling the truth, but um yet to be convinced. What's he called again? Uh, um he said he worked in Bob Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar. Bob
1: Lazar. Yeah.
0: They analyze him. It's just dead so, interesting.
1: So that's interesting if, is the four people on the behavior panel. Yes. So if they're inconclusive about Bob Lazar, then that's interesting within itself.
0: No, because, they're not.
1: Because you get, <laughs> because you get most people who are like UFO conspiracy theory people, most of them in general, they make it all up in their own head, don't need to either yeah. give fame or just to entertain themselves. But someone like Bob Lazar, if, if if part of his interviews they're undecided and they say he could be telling the truth then again all it takes is him takes is one person to tell a true interview then I, again it it opens a new paradigm where well this guy could be telling the truth well he could be yeah
0: who knows you'll have to watch the behavior panel and see what they
1: yeah i'm the definitely end, i'm actually i might i might watch watch it some of the next and few then, days yeah
0: then text us and say what you think but at the end of each panel each one they say like what's your percentage of truth
1: <laughs> oh that's a good so idea so yeah. they
0: give a they give a percentage of what they they think is, they tell them the truth so what was so prince andrew Zero. Zero. <laughs> 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 so no I, i'll let you watch it and you can see but it's just it's just really interesting if you like look at it, people's body languages and stuff it, it's and you can kind of see it as well when they explain it because what they do is like show you a clip and then they kind of go right we think and they all go around each one and go, right, this is what I saw, this is what I saw. And then they show the clip again, so then you can, like,
1: uh, look yeah. at
0: it. So it's really clever. I really like it.
1: So you end up being, like, an armchair expert. Yes. Teaching people. Every... So,
0: like, I'm looking at you now going, oh, <laughs> i kind of a bit stressed.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's... he's definitely lying.
0: <laughs> he really doesn't think that aliens exist. <laughs> so Okay. I've got Anything a few else? more. I'm
1: just gonna blast through the last few just for the sake of okay. tonight. One of the best things I've watched over the last four or five years is the documentary about Conor McGregor. It's like documentary slash film. It's called Notorious. And if you don't know who Conor McGregor is, is UFC fighter, the most famous one in history. But it's really interesting because even before he was famous, before he'd ever had his first fight, he was getting people to film him when he was in the gym when he was like eighteen or sixteen. And he talks, but he just talks about the belief, his vision. We talk about the dream, having that North Star and knowing where you want to go. His vision is so clear that he's he's predicting his future five, ten years down the line. He says, "You will see me in the UFC. I will be world champion. I'll have more money than I know what to do with." All these things come true, but it obviously documents all the hard work he puts into it as well. But to, even for someone to be sixteen or eighteen, and he's just in a little gym in Dublin, in but to then get people to film him because he's so confident in himself that he's gonna make it as a success. It's absolutely fascinating. So that's really good. Anything on Gaia TV, we me and you have watched this before. So Gaia TV is like gets marketed as the Netflix for spirituality. Which sounds a little bit woo-woo, but there's some really good documentaries on there. And it's I think it's like seven or eight pounds a month. And the last one I'll say any also on the Joe Rogan podcast, Matthew Walker, who has the book Why We Sleep. He does a two-hour podcast, and if you watch that on YouTube, you just kind of take your eyes off it. For some reason, even though we all sleep eight hours a night, and he, he talks about it for two hours, it's just so interesting.
0: I'm a big fan of Matthew Walker. I've read that yeah. book as well. It's, it's such a good – yeah, that's a, that's a good one to listen to. If you, obviously, you listen to our podcast first, and then yeah, and then that one. That's it, we're better than that. So, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> so they're all good ones, yeah. I haven't got Gaia TV. I do need to get it. But, you know, like I said, I don't really watch that much telly, but if I did. So all my other ones are just comedy shows. Big Bang Theory, Faulty Towers, Blackadder, Red Dwarf, and The Office. Those are all oh, my oh, favourites.
1: Like Red Dwarf, that's a blast from the past.
0: Red Dwarf, I oh, love I like Red, Red Dwarf. Dwarf yeah.
1: That's good. <laughs> you should watch it as a kid, yeah.
0: <laughs> Red Dwarf. Do you not like The Office as well?
1: Yeah, I like The Office. I like, I've, I've recently watched Extras.
0: Oh, yes, Both I need to watch Extras again.
1: Absolutely brilliant, yeah.
0: I, my favourite episode on that was when David Bowie was on that because could not stop
1: laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I like the one with Ross Kemp. Really.
0: <laughs> They're just brilliant.
1: And anything, with, big... anything with Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant is absolutely hilarious as well. Yeah, He's the one that they did brilliant.
0: They do on Netflix now, the Ricky Gervais one, Afterlife, that is yeah, so good.
1: That's really good. I mean, God, that was so sad as well.
0: I know, like one like, minute you're crying and the next minute you're laughing it's just like so clever.
1: Oh, it is. Yeah. I mean, I don't really cry at like television or anything, but there was a few moments in afterlife where like you have a lump in your throat. It's that yeah. well done. It's really good.
0: So good. Yeah. So if you want some light-hearted stuff, I mean, you can't get better than Red Dwarf and Blackadder.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's a good point, actually, because obviously we've we've mentioned at the start of the podcast, don't watch the news and don't spend nine years of your life watching television, but there's a time and a place for it. Like if you watch lighthearted stuff, it's really entertaining. It can be really funny. It can help you relax or it can be really educational and give you new ideas. So you try and use it as a, as a tool. Don't just use it. It's too much of a habit, isn't it? Have you ever noticed how all your furniture points towards the television?
0: Yeah. Why is that?
1: Well, the design rooms are designed around televisions. It's such a habit, isn't it? And you can get Mm -hmm. that subconscious programming. So, so yeah, don't like go and chuck your television out, but try and, Awareness, we talk about awareness a lot, don't we? If you can become aware yeah. of how much maybe you watch television. And we spoke about binge-watching. There's no adverts on Netflix or Amazon or Now TV. So the era of binge-watching has now begun, hasn't it? Because yeah. there's no adverts. And I think binge-watching is classified as literally watching more than one episode. If you watch two yeah. episodes, it becomes a binge. And I think the first show, I think, to produce binge-watching, because it was so good, was Breaking Bad people just had to know what was happening in the next episode yeah. so they watch like six in a row <laughs>
0: yeah Breaking Bad was fab as well if you're not watching Breaking Bad that's such yeah. a good one
1: and there was some controversy because it went on to um, Netflix and you know when an episode finishes on Netflix is it like a 20 or 15 second countdown before the next episode starts? yeah it used to be shorter than that didn't it I think it was literally like five seconds originally oh, so, right. but then people started complaining because it was becoming too addictive and that five seconds didn't give you enough time to question yourself oh should i stay up another hour later and watch one more episode so people complained and they say it was getting bad for people's health so they extended the time to like 20 seconds more space to give people more chance to say Nah, i should really go to bed and i'll watch it tomorrow night but when the time was shorter people would just the next episode would then start and then they were in they were hooked <laughs> so yeah yeah there was a bit of controversy about it oh cool There,
0: there you, go.
1: you go.
0: so is that a good place to end then dan
1: Yep. We'll you look there. like
0: you're getting in the dark again. <laughs> I think Coxo. Well, I can't on tell because
1: I've got my glasses on. Everything's yellow.
0: You're on a different <laughs> time scale to me. I think like it's right bright over here in Ash.
1: <laughs> what like Ash is some like paradise where there's Yeah, sort of...
0: yeah, we have our like like climate and stuff. So
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> So listeners, thank you very much for listening, as always. And we if you've got any recommendations for TV shows that we should watch. Obviously, uh, alien based.
1: <laughs> yeah, particularly <laughs> alien based or conspiracy theory based. Yeah. That's my type of vibe.
0: <laughs> then let us know if we've made you watch anything, then do let us know as well. Um, and Dan, where can we find you this week?
1: You can find me on Daniel Purvis Health and Fitness on Facebook. And the podcast is on iTunes, Spotify, Alexa, everywhere, Podbean. <laughs> and maybe we'll venture into YouTube as well. And we'll yeah. we'll start filming them.
0: We should film we should have filmed this one because you've sat with your glasses on the whole way through looking yeah. like I thought I was podcasting with Bono.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. But my <laughs> living rooms are dark now, you probably wouldn't get much good footage. <laughs> What's going you're, on? It might be like, like Independence doing... Day, we've spot by aliens that much.
0: you <laughs> like <laughs> you look like you're doing one of those out out you know, those broadcasts where they ghost hunt. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh yeah. Yeah. I like them in the SES with a pixelated face. Yeah. Can't tell yeah. You who I well, am. That's
0: what you look like. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> people, so where can people find you this week
0: i'm in organicpilates.co.uk. I what am i up to so by the time this goes out my studio should have been reopened yay i'm doing that next week so i'm doing online and offline classes at the same time which maybe i'm a nutter for doing but we'll see how it goes and uh, hopefully it'll be all right and uh, yeah so come along if you're about
1: cool i think it's a good idea that you're doing virtual and seeing people in 3d as well
0: I'm covering all bases, really, because I do have a fear that we're going to be in and out of isolation and stuff. Mm, me so, too. Um, it, make, it brings consistency to everybody that we're not stopping and starting and on and offline. And some people aren't ready to come back to the studio as well, which is fair enough, too. So
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's re- respecting people's feelings about the whole situation and making sure no one misses out.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and the good thing is there's going to be no more snow days anymore because we just hop straight onto Zoom.
1: <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> so, Perfect.
0: business continuity planning at its best, I
1: think. <laughs> there go. All right, great. So, thanks, listeners, and we'll see you soon in another episode.